back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, where we get together and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle each and every week right here on the whatnots.com. It's Sunday, March 1st, 2020, and this is episode 16. Coming up on today's show, GDC has been postponed due to concerns about the coronavirus. Xbox has released the specs for their Series X console. And in a sadder note, the creator of the Konami code has passed away. We will be talking about all of that and more in just a bit. My name is Kyle, and I am joined by Ignacio. Yo, Ignacio. Hey. What's going on, my dude? Everything's going good. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. How's, Life how's... is good as, as always. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how's school been now that you're kind of in the swing of things? Uh, I mean, school is doing good. Since it, it isn't that different from what I am accustomed to back home, it wasn't mm-hmm. hard to get accustomed to yeah. it. So, yeah, there hasn't been any problems. Everything's good as always. Um, so, yeah. let me ask you this, because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, when When you were in school down in... Chile, yeah. did they t- 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 teach those classes in Spanish or were those in English <laughs> no, as well? Of, uh, in Spanish. In Spanish. Yeah, the, okay. I mean, the obvious difference is that here the classes are in English and back home they're in Spanish. Yeah, so how how's how's that? Because I, I know that Spanish is your first l- l- yeah. language. What's what's that been like getting into a country that now speaks English pretty much entirely? Yeah, I mean it, it hasn't been a problem because I spent thirteen ye- thirteen years in a bilingual school where they taught me English. Okay. So yeah, that's how I'm. I know how to speak English, and that's why I can be in a podcast. Yeah exclusively talking in English and so yeah I got I had that I of course listened to a lot of stuff in English mainly Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly everything that I do that isn't in person it's usually in English so because of all that because of all the English I've consumed throughout all these years it it isn't hard for me to be all of a sudden in a setting where English is a primary language, and luckily, That's so cool. yeah, luckily I haven't had any problems regarding terminology and stuff like that. Since, especially in engineering, words in English and Spanish are very close a lot of the times. Cool. So luckily, it hasn't been a problem for me. That's fantastic. Yeah, I wish I knew how to speak a second language. <laughs> I. I took my like three years of Spanish mm-hmm. in high school, or my my like two years, and I've completely forgotten it all. <laughs> well, I I I lived in Texas for a year of okay. my life, and I lived right on the border in Laredo. Mm-hmm. So everyone there spoke Spanish. No, and I was just sitting there like, "Lo siento, mi español es muy malo, no sé." <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, that, that was, that was tough. Like I, I, I wish they did that in our schools where it's like from a younger Mm. age, you could also 
pick. Like, I want to learn Japanese. Yeah. Or I want to learn Spanish or yeah. something. I mean, I, I can imagine learning a, an, a second language already grown up. Like, I, I tried. It's tough. Yeah, I've tried learning Japanese. But seeing as, as that has to come from me and I have to be the one wanting to do it. Yeah, that that's the part that complicates stuff. As opposed to me growing up, having that as a subject in school or having classes taught to me in English, that that was easier. But I, I can imagine. I mean, I I can imagine. I can I know a bit of it because I've tried learning a language in now that I'm growing up. But yeah, it's yeah. hard when you're already an adult and you're so accustomed to one language, having to learn another one from zero that's hard sure is yeah sure is i've 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 had a bit of a weird week yeah it was fairly busy uh but i mentioned this on the captain's log that we just recorded a couple of days ago that's one of our uh, 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 other podcasts um i've been dealing with squarespace support for the past month wait what there was some like weird mysterious charges on my card and i've been going back and forth being like uh what the hell are these things oh uh and they're like oh well you bought this thing a long time ago and never shut it off and i was like well it's not what my bank tells me but uh okay <laughs> so oh. that's it's 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 been a wild week did you solve it or is it still going <sighs> Kind of, I've been dealing with them this past month, basically. Mm. Uh, they've refunded me like $96 of this stuff that they've charged me for, but it was like a total of 200 something. Oh, wow. Um, long story short, I bought a website from them mm. back in like 2015-ish, and it was a personal like art portfolio website. Mm -hmm. And I got locked out, and so I I thought things just expired. Like, none of the password reset stuff went to my e e e e emails. Somehow I was just locked out. And I was like, okay. well, the year that I paid for is up, so I guess that was it. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, I noticed two mysterious charges on my card, and I, I looked a little bit deeper and apparently they charged me in 2019 as well and so i was like uh hey bank of america what what the hell is happening here uh and they were like yeah we see the charge back in like 2015 2016 and then there's nothing mm -hmm. and then there's 2019 and 2020 so yeah i was just trying to figure out what it is and apparently the amount that they could refund me was 96 96 dollars mm. so weird Sucks. it is weird but enough of that yeah <laughs> we're here to, we're here to talk about some video games video games <laughs> you have been playing what what's what's been on what's been on your your list okay so first of all i know i said i wouldn't talk about dragon Ball Kakarot anymore but just real quick, <laughs> I want to say that I got the Platinum, finally. Oh, hey. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. My first ever Dragon Ball Z Platinum. I've tried before, but go. 
this is the first one that I've been able to get. And like I said before, I enjoyed every second of it. It's a really attainable platinum, and I really love that. You didn't have to That's go good. out of your way to get it. You just had to do all that the game had to offer. And that was really great. Yeah. A, a great end to a great video game. Other than that, I finally <laughs> opened my new Xbox One. And finally? The yeah. thing was sitting there for like weeks. Yeah, because I <laughs> I got it because it was on sale and I did I wanted to buy one eventually, but since it was on sale, I bought it right then. But uh, and like I said before, you mentioned I, it was cheaper here in the US, right? Yeah, I mean not not only that, it was on sale here. Hell yeah. Not only it was cheaper, it, it was on sale. But like I said before, I wanted to focus on Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And so I mm -hmm. didn't even want to open the new console and get distracted. But since okay. I finished the game, I opened it up, I set everything up, and I've been playing some Halo Combat Evolved. The first Halo. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I actually I have, have to go in, in, in between or back and forth between my Xbox and Project X Cloud. That's so right, because you yeah. mentioned that you got in on that yeah and that's really cool yeah uh, uh as far as, as the game goes i mean it's uh it does feel like an old xbox game like mm -hmm. ps2 era game i didn't have an xbox i, I had a ps2 so it does really feel like that yeah. uh take whatever you want from it uh I can see why people loved it back in the day, knowing the type of games that existed back then. I can see why people hold it at such regard, hard regard. That yeah. being said, I'm not enjoying it very much. Interesting. I, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it here and there, but overall... So where, where um, are you in the story? I know I have an hour left. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're like right at the end there. Yeah. So whenever I play a game that I where I'm not that really interested in in it, and I want to know how far I'm in in the game, I just go to YouTube and look up a full playthrough and see mm -hmm. where I am relative to the video. And from a video that's five and five hour forty minutes, I'm like three, four hours and some. So I'm about an hour left. I have an hour left. It's more or less. It's really that short. It's like a six yeah. hour yeah, campaign. It is Man. Well, you have to remember that it is an Xbox game. And yeah. I, games back then weren't that long. I, I remember back in the day, I beat Prince of Persia, mm -hmm. Sands of Time. Oh. Um, I, I beat it multiple times, but... There was one time that I, like, timed mm -hmm. myself to see how long it would take me to beat the game. And it t t took me, like, six hours. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I just never really kept up with that and, and like, started to notice games were longer and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, man, remember back in the day when you could beat it in, like, an afternoon? Yeah. I mean, even PS1 era games used to be two hours, three hours, more or less. Yeah, wild. Yeah, 
but back to the game like i said i can see why people loved it back in the day knowing mm -hmm. how what games were back then but like i said I, i'm not enjoying the game very much i do find enjoyment here and there from the game but overall i'm i'm eh with it the my biggest problem with the game is that it does an awful job telling you where to go or showing you where to go. There's no really? much. There's not really a um, a waypoint waypointing system. Most of the time, you have to really just guess where to go. I mean, huh. yeah. I mean, most of the times it is just going forward, but it. It has been happening a lot to me that I'm in a room, not knowing how to get out of the room, just having to go explore I, all of it to find an exit. I feel like there was a waypoint. I mean, there there is there. there is a waypoint system that only appears in some parts, in some and not that much <laughs> cases. Yeah, like okay. the first. In, during the like tutorial level, it appears one once, and then I feel mm -hmm. like in the next level it doesn't appear at all, and then it appears like one more time in the next level, and some times after. But yeah, interesting. <laughs> the game does an awful job telling you where to go or showing to you where to go. So, like end of last year, mm -hmm. I I think. I was contemplating buying an Xbox One X. Yeah. I was like, do I dare get one now? And then like maybe get this Series X or I forget what it was called back then. But uh, yeah, do I like wait a year to get the next gen stuff and, and, and just sit with that? And one of the things that I really want to go back and play again is all of the Halo mm. games. Because I've, I've played one through four. Yeah, but I haven't played five yet. I've played Reach. Mm. I never played ODST. I like that's one of the things that I want to go back and do. But that's 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 a little discouraging to yeah. to be like, oh man, it doesn't really hold up like I would want it to. Yeah, I mean, how many games from back then do really hold up right now? Yeah. To be honest. Let's, I mean, that's, let's that's be honest. true. Yeah, so I mean I I'm gonna finish it mm -hmm. uh sometime soon and then after that I don't think I'll go I'm going to jump in into any of the other Halos right now. If I do it might be Halo Reach since I've played that one and I do remember enjoying that one. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, but I don't know. After Halo, I don't know what I'll play next. I've been thinking of going back to Arkham Origins, so I might do that now that I can play it on the Xbox. Thing about the Halo games is that, like, I I I remember it just being monumental in terms of like story, of of like, whoa, we like we've never really gotten a first person shooter with this level of story. Yeah, well, like, like I said, I can so. see why people hold it with such regard. But okay. yeah, maybe for back then it was something monumental, but now 
we've we've advanced so much since then. Yeah. Brew. Yeah. Brew that. And that's all I've played. What about you? Cool. Well, this week was originally going to be a Final Fantasy VII week mm-hmm. for me. I was like, you guys have heard me talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey so much that I'm just going to buckle down and play some Final Fantasy VII. Um, but I was also super excited to check out Blood Roots, yeah, which came out this past week. Um, and um, yeah, and amazingly enough, we got our first code. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank code, you to Pop Agenda. Yeah, code uh, for provided code by for Blood Roots. Code provided by I don't know, Pop Agenda. Pop Agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that that was fantastic. I I saw that Jen was tweeting out something about like, "Oh, hey, sign up for our content creator list." And so I signed up just thinking it would be a long shot, mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, maybe in 2 months from now I'd, I'd be like uh hey belinda can can you put in a good word for me <laughs> you know like work those connections um and apparently to the tweet that i made uh khalif from spawn on me was was like there's a list and i was like yeah dude so i i, I passed him the the list and then that next day they reached out and was like hey do you want to play on switch or playstation 4 or pc or what i was like oh switch would be awesome um so yeah i got to play blood roots a little bit early uh mm-hmm. this is a game from paper cult games and it's this action action game like it's it's this like really arcadey yeah. action game uh, and I'm having a lot of fun. Mm. It is you. You're this character named Mr. Wolf, uh, and you are on this like revenge trail, right? You uh, the game starts. You're in this like snowy area, and you get to your hometown, and everyone is killed. There's blood everywhere, uh, and then the people who did that to the town come up behind you they shoot you and kill you um and then you wake back up miraculously uh and 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 then you go level to level hunting these people down uh but in each level there's like all of these different weapons that you can pick up you can pick up like tables and chairs and carrots and ladders and knives and swords and all all all, all sorts of stuff uh and you can swing it around you can whack people with them and the idea is to kind of find the right balance and the right flow so that you can build up these combos um and and that gets you more points that helps you defeat each level faster so on and so forth uh and after each stage you get graded uh so you, you know you got a s rank or you got a d rank uh, and i i happen to be pretty terrible yeah. at, at at this game I, I think i'm averaging like c's ish something mm-hmm. like that so I, I i have a long ways to go to get good at the game uh but it feels really good yeah i 
started playing it with my Switch Pro controller, and that, I have to say, actually did not feel good. Oh. Um, Why? Yeah. I, I, I felt like at, at the start, like I was hitting a button and the timing wasn't right uh, or, or, or something like that. It, it just felt like I wasn't in control of my character. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick this up and try it handheld. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up that way. And it felt amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is so much more responsive. I don't know if it was just my con- my controller or something. Yeah, um, weird. But that helped out a ton. So So you're enjoying it? I, 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 I am. Yeah, I'm enjoy- enjoying it a lot. Um, it's kind of like one of those games like Celeste where you are going to die a lot, mm. most likely. Um because it, it's it's one hit kill, so all the bad guys are one hit kill, but you are also one hit ki- hit ki- kill. So if they smash you or, or, or something, then you have to restart the entire thing. Um, and so you go from the start of the stage, and you just have to see if you can find the right flow, the right combo to make things work, and you can pick up all sorts of different weapons and it's 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 neat it's good it's fun i highly recommend it no great so i have been stoked about that one yeah and it's it's been getting great reviews yeah i think ign gave it an eight something yeah that sounds right i think um i know in the game there are some assist mode stuff Mm. I, i haven't checked it out fully uh and they, they also do the thing similar to Celeste where they, they, they are like, hey, we designed this game to be difficult. Like it, it is supposed to be a challenge. Uh, but if you want, like here's the, the assist features that you can turn on. I didn't look too much into them. It looked like it had in invincibility mode and then like a mode to clear the stage. Um, so if that's it, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not one that typically needs accessibility features. So I, 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 I don't know if I can speak too well mm-hmm. to that. I, I did think that was a little, uh, like not enough. If, if, okay. if that makes sense, like I, it would have been neat to have like, oh, you did die in two hits or three hits. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, at that but, point, you're getting too much into a lot of customization, I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I've 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 been enjoying it. I've been dying a lot, and it's just like ah, <laughs> I have to restart. It's like ah, come on! I just missed that guy. Yeah. How did you know? So it's fun. <laughs> it, it it's like the frustrating type of, of yeah fun where I'm just sitting there like God damn it! Yeah. Ah, yeah. Had I done this <laughs> this way, I would have got him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good that you're enjoying it, and hopefully, we can get more codes in the future. Hopefully, yeah, down the road, that would be neat. That would be neat. Uh, but Final Fantasy VII, I haven't put much time into. I got maybe another two hours in. Okay. Um, I got to the part where you destroy the giant reactor, or the the reactor explodes. 
Wait. and all of that stuff. That isn't that far into the game, I think. It's like four hours in, like three hours in. Is that the the like that. part where you fight a boss right before blowing it up? And you you uh, go down, then you fight a boss, then everything explodes, and you go back up. Right. I I think that's the like start of the game. No, oh, um, it isn't what I thought. It's it's a it's a bit after that. I've met Eris. I know who she is now. I've talked with her mom and gotten her whole backstory and stuff like that. But there's a part where. I forget what the name of the organization is, which one it is, but they plant a bomb up in this tower, and you're on your way there, uh, and I think his name is Barrett. He's up on the tower. He's shouting and stuff. You go up there to help save him, um, and when you get up there, there's a helicopter. They've kidnapped Eris, uh, and they fly away, but they're like, yeah, well, the bomb is about to explode, so see you later. Uh, and then you escape, and the bomb explodes, and this giant tower thing collapses. That's where I am right now. Still not too far in. I've gotten to the cross dressing scene. Oh, that's that early? Yeah. Yeah, ah, I would have thought it was much later into the game. No, it's uh, it's pr- pretty early on. Mm. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Do you I'm think still you'll finish along. it before the remake? Finish the game? Probably not. I at least want to get through Midgar. Okay, which I, I think I think I heard was like the first seven a- 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 hours. Mm. I could be wrong on on that one, but uh. It's it's a good one that I can like like play maybe an hour or so before bed. bed. Mm. Some sometimes I'm like, all right, that's good, good for now. So I'm enjoying that one as well. Good. Um, let's get into a little bit of housekeeping, and then we will dive into the news because we have a lot of news to cover this week. Uh, if you guys want more information about our podcast or all of the podcasts that we do, you guys can go check out our website, thewhatnots.com. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, recently, Melissa and myself uh, recorded a Patreon-exclusive episode where we made some D&D characters. Uh, that was a lot of fun, so you guys should go check that out. You guys can get the exclusive content at the $3 tier and above. Uh, and we also want to give a big shout-out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you to Christine, and thank you, Sam, for helping us out. Uh, we love and appreciate both of you. Hey, Sam and Christine. You all are the best. Yeah. Cool. Um... Let's see. I have down that we have eight news things this week. Let's dive right in. Um, Number one, GDC postponed? Canceled? (gasps) I don't know. It's one of them. (laughs) For sure, it's one of them. 
last week, uh, yeah, we, we talked a lot about the coronavirus yeah. um, and the effect that it's been having on the games industry. A lot of people were pulling out of PAX, which is happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Mick was up there this yeah. weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he had fun. Hopefully. Up, up, up that way. But they were also starting to pull out of GDC, which is later this month in March. And we were like, ah, oh, man, yeah. so many people are pulling out. I mean, so this was last week when we started talking about people pulling out of GDC. And that yeah. kept going this week. I mean, yeah. it, it felt like every day of the week, someone, it was one someone or two else more, was yeah. pulling out. And yeah... Come Friday, the the spoke people of GDC came out and had the news that GDC has officially been postponed to yeah to later here's, in the year, which makes here's sense. Here's what they wrote. Makes sense. In their so many people left. Announcement. Yeah, here's 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 what they wrote in their yeah. announcement. Um, it says after close consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world we've made the difficult decision to postpone the game developers conference this march having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory boards speakers exhibitors and event partners we we are genuinely upset and disappointed not to be able to host you at this time we want to thank all our customers and partners for their support open discussions and encouragement as everyone has been reminding us great things happen when the community comes together and connects at gdc for this reason we fully intend to host a gdc event later in the summer we will be working with our partners to finalize the details and we will share more information about our plans in the coming weeks yeah I mean, like we said, so many people had pulled out of GDC that they really didn't have any other choice. Had they yeah. still put up GDC, A, it would have been with a with a lot of fewer people giving their panels, and B, it would be it would, they would have this whole coronavirus business that people would still be scared and seeing other people leave, and if anything happened they would have been in more trouble seeing as they had the opportunity yeah. to do something. So the, yeah, the, this was to be expected. Thing is with video games, it's a much more interactive medium, right? Yeah. Like if, if if you go to a Comic-Con or some kind of other convention, there's still stories of people getting sick, yeah. but video games has this more tactile thing right where you're picking up contro- controllers you're yeah. putting on vr heads head headsets and stuff and so i think part of it is not only health and say safety but a la- legal thing of like yep. hey if someone gets sick because they touched our contr- controller or put on our headset we don't want that coming back to Bite us. Yeah, and especially right. since so many other people had been leaving, if anything were to happen, people could sue you for neg- negligence. Since, exactly. hey, you're seeing all these other people doing something and you did nothing. 
that would have been exactly. they would have been in a lot of trouble. And yeah, the, the sad part is that DDC isn't your typical gaming convention. It isn't right. well. It isn't like a gaming convention. It is more people from the industry coming in together, sharing what they know, what they have done, and learning from their peers. So yeah. it sucks that a lot of people, especially people from smaller developers or people just starting out, will not get the opportunity to be a part of it. So that sucks a lot for them. And also especially since yeah, they, some of them already paid for travel and flights and, yeah. and stays and all that. They miss out on the opportunity to meet with yeah. potential publishers and 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 stuff or employers or, or, or recruit whatever yeah. people yeah yeah uh so that that stinks mm-hmm. however the weird thing about this to me um was that shortly after gdc posted this on their website people like patrick klepek and ign were mm-hmm. both reporting that it's canceled which is a very uh, different word than postponed. Yeah, I I, I saw mind. I saw them doing that. Like when the first first the story came out, or when mm-hmm. GDC first came out, and I read their whole statement, and I did read that they said postponed. So later, when IGN reported it, I was surprised to see that they reported it as canceled. I yeah. think that it that was an error on their part. Because I, I later, later well, saw them saying that it was postponed. Yeah, it's confusing the wording, I think. But at the end of the day, I think I kind of agree with Patrick and with the people that were like, yeah, it's basically canceled. Um, well, so, something like this, this big conference, mm-hmm. that's incredibly difficult to reschedule. And, and be like, all right, well, hopefully this month we can figure, or I mean, uh, hope, hopefully, you know, in a month or two, we can figure something out. That's that's really hard to yeah, make happen. But I, I also don't see them just calling it a quit this year and not making anything in return money-wise. They, yeah. still, they still need to make at least some money back from what they spent now. So I yeah. I do see them trying to do it later in the year, but all of this yeah. is assuming that it won't be a problem later in the summer. True. Like, yeah, like I, they say that they fully intend to host a GDC event later yeah. in the summer, but on top of that, if if they're moving to the summer now, they have to potentially compete with E3, and they have to, you know. It's 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 just it's one of those things that often these conferences are scheduled a year in advance, yeah. so to find another date that's suitable is just like oh well we can't do it this month because there's this thing that's happening there and we can't do it that week because there's that thing that's happening there yeah. you know so hopefully, know. I, hopefully it works out yeah I do see them trying again later in the summer but who knows if. If the coronavirus would be less of a thing back, uh, in the summer. I don't yeah. know. Hopefully. Hopefully. Moving on. 
we got some new deets, some new details uh, about Xbox Series X. Yeah. People still say deets, right? <laughs> sure. Is that, what the, is that what the kids say? Sure. Hey, man, you got the deets? I got them deets. You got the 411? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is coming from, <laughs> from Phil Spencer himself on Xbox.com. Yeah. Um, so I, I pulled out a bunch of the bullet points. I'm not going to go too in-depth into all of them. Mm-hmm. He had a whole article you guys can go check out. Um, but the first thing, 12 teraflops. Uh, yay. Those teras are flopping. They that are sounds flopping. like a lot of teraflops. Yeah, so uh, that is twice the amount of teraflops of Xbox One X mm-hmm. and more than eight times the original Xbox One. Yeah. So for those of you out there who don't know what a teraflop is, it's basically how powerful yeah, basically this is. it has to do That's with really powerful. processing, if I'm not mistaken. I I did ask one of my professors at one point what a teraflop was and I don't remember what he said. I think it had to do with processing, but I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the one thing you need to know is that the more teraflops, the better, maybe. But yeah, I mean, the most interesting part from seeing that it will be 12 teraflops is that if you compare it to other, uh, what's it called, video, uh, what's it called, the NVIDIA stuff, video cards. Yeah. Or processing cards. If you compare it to that, the cards that are around 12 teraflops are very expensive. Yeah. So what does this say about the price of the Xbox Series X? It is going to be up there. Yeah, I I don't see them going below 500 at this point. No. And I would expect expect more. To put this out at 500, I can see them... Doing it at six hundred, but I think that's a risky, yeah, because, risky move. I mean, if you compare it to all these all, all these other video cards, I, I mean, even five hundred sounds low. The thing is that Microsoft is a much much bigger company, yeah, than Sony. Like they're uh, much yeah bigger, so they they have the capability to put this out at five hundred. Yeah, but and take a bigger loss. The problem there is that coming out from a generation where Sony has destroyed Microsoft sit on the units sold by so much, I don't yeah. see the higher ups of Microsoft even wanting to sell the console at a loss if they won't if there is a good chance that they won't see the money back. I don't see them doing that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll uh, so to see. I looked up teraflops, um, and according to digital trends, specifically a teraflop refers to the capability of a processor to calculate one trillion floating point operations per second. Saying something has uh, six teraflops, for example, means that its processor setup is capable of handling six trillion floating point calculations every second on average yeah 
There you go. Um, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking up what a flop is, a uh, 40-point operation, and yeah, I've seen this stuff before. Yeah, it is basically yeah. how many processes can you do at a time. It's a lot. Yeah. But uh, it has some more stuff we, sh we should also talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing being variable rate shading, um, which is, according to Microsoft, our patented form of VRS empowers developers to more efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. This technique re results in more, in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact to the final image quality. Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds like it is being more efficient with uh, the GPU cycles. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. The, the way I'm understanding it is kind of like, hey, if the important thing in this scene or in this game right now is the character, mm -hmm. like it can focus more on the character, and something like the back around yeah. might not need as much a attention. Yeah, it is. Instead of processing the whole image, you can process separate parts from the image and focus on one versus another. That's sweet. Yeah. Sounds great. It is being more efficient. Cool. Uh, then the next couple things that I think are worth mentioning is the hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the, the PS4 also has hardware accelerated ray tracing. Not DirectX ray tracing, but ray, that same thing. I believe you are correct. Yeah. Uh, this also has a custom built. SSD, solid state drive. Uh, yeah. So that means it's gonna load faster. Just like Games the can be bigger. Yeah, again, mm -hmm. just like the PS4. Uh, this also has quick resume for multiple games. That's I think very that's a neat feature. Yeah, it is. Personally, I've never really used it. I, I don't see the need. I guess that's just not the way that I game yeah. especially since i'm not much of a multiplayer gamer where it's like hey man we're online come play call of duty with us now it's like yeah. oh man i'm in the witcher yeah i mean it isn't i can see myself using it but it's it's just that it's not something that i really need but it will make stuff better it's quality of life yeah it's a quality of, of life improvement exactly uh they also say that it has support for 120 frames per second, which to me sounds fine and dandy. I would prefer them just to be like, all right, let's lock it in at 60. Yeah, I mean... Like, let's at least get that. Yeah, this is saying that it can output at 120. It isn't... Yeah. I don't think it, it means anything that it, it will affect other frame rates. Putting all those flops to work. Yeah, I mean, cool. I, I don't know if... If TVs can output at 120. Yeah, uh, I, I, I that, that's something that I don't know either. Yeah, you would need a gaming monitor for that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, last but not least of the things that I wanted to mention, 
Smart delivery. The thing that everyone has been talking about the whole week. Oh, yeah. That cool. isn't uh, so really that interesting, to be honest. I think it's pretty cool. So here's here's what uh, they, they wrote in, in the little write-up. It says, this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you are playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are g getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Studio titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will be uh, that will be released on Xbox One first and come to Xbox Series X later. So the reason I think that it, this isn't that big of a news is that it it is new. Like if you take into account it's... that if you consider that we know that these consoles will be backwards compatible. This idea of a smart delivery is exactly the same as going it's between... similar. It is the same as going between a PS4 and a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One versus an Xbox One X. Seeing as this will be just a patch that will make it take more advantage of the newer hardware. It is the See, same. That's the thing. I, I don't think it's it's a patch. It's it not, is it's no. not something you like no, download it, and be like, all right, now I have the the right one. It's it's to me the way I understand it is like think of a like a like a mobile phone, right? And mm -hmm. you, you 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 can download a game like Florence on an iPhone X mm -hmm. or if you still have an iPhone 8. Like you, you can still use that phone. It's not a different version of the game. Um, it's not you know if if I if if I have an eight and then I upgrade to an iPhone X, like I don't need I don't need to patch the game. Well, so it's it's something like that. Well, with the next news, with the phone. Uh, the cyberpunk thing. Yeah, ready. Yeah, so. Uh, right after Xbox tweeted out all of their their updates and their specs and and stuff like that, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven tweeted out uh, something about buying games twice and free updates. It says gamers should never be forced to purchase the same g g g games twice or pay for updates. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. Upgrade. Yeah. So, so that, it is that what would... I'm saying. It is a Yeah, patch. so that like I I think in this case it they are talking about the like, hey, you know the like cross gen stuff that we had with like Assassin's Creed Black Frelag where you would put in the ps3 disc into the ps4 and it was like hey for 10 bucks more you can get that um the, the, the way i'm seeing it is that 
yes, like if if you like the well, like yeah, like if you if you have an Xbox One mm-hmm. right now, just a, a base Xbox One, and you buy Cyberpunk, um, like when you when you get the Xbox Series X, you won't need to pay for a- 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 any kind of upgraded version of the game but they also say updates so if 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 they patch something in dlc i don't know it's uh i i think it's neat i mean you're gonna get the right thing it isn't no matter what it is exactly what we we saw with the pro and the one x you if you had a for example if you had bought a game on the regular ps4 and you mm-hmm. played it then on a ps4 pro the game would download a patch that would give it enhancements for ps4 pro i do think it, it is exactly the same and okay. the other reason what i think it isn't much news or isn't that interesting is that this only guarantees it being for Microsoft games because at the at the end of the day it is up right. to the developers to upgrade their own games. Mm-hmm. Microsoft coming out with this smart delivery doesn't guarantee me Square Enix or Ubisoft or anyone else doing it. It will at the end yeah. of the day be up to the developers to create a patch to upgrade their own games to the next generation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, 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 th- I think something like. What I I think at the end of the day, what this is doing is it's a move by Microsoft to kind of garner goodwill, right? Yeah, of like, hey, all of our first party titles will be will will have this, right? Um, and I think Cyberpunk following up, which. I'm only speculating here, but I have a feeling that Microsoft helped kind of nudge them on on this one. Be like, hey, can, can we uh, pay you to make this happen? Um, yeah, and I, I feel like well, what was that? No, is that I, if Cyberpunk is is doing it for the Xbox? I guarantee they will do it for the PS5. Yeah, I'm 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 sure that they'll do something similar. But what I think is that as more and more developers do this or try it out, I think it's gonna end up becoming one of those things that if you don't do it, it's gonna look bad. Like mm. that's like uh I doubt it. EA is making me buy this update thing. That sucks. I mean, yeah, if I mean, it would be weird if EA made you buy another version, seeing as you could play the previous version on the newer console, because we know they are backwards compatible. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it. I stand by the fact that it, it is ex- exactly the same as what happened with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. We will see developers mm-hmm. putting out patches with enhancements for the newer consoles, but not everyone is gonna do it. And you will see older games getting upgrades, but not every game. And right. I mean, it it is neat to for Microsoft to come out and say that it will be a thing that we will see. 
It is neat, but it isn't that groundbreaking since it isn't new. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Yeah. Let's switch over to the world of PlayStation for a bit, and let's read our next news thing. Uh, PS5 could collect your biofeedback via optional DualShock 5 attachment. But this will is it? This coming from... What was that? But will it do it? Yeah, who knows? We'll see. This is coming from Matt Kim at IGN. He writes, Sony has filed for another patent, this time for an accessory that can attach to a PlayStation DualShock controller and sense the player's biometrics such as heart rate or even sweat. Yeah. So, uh, And then you yeah. put a couple extra links in here, which I thought were in- in- interesting. Yeah, so when I saw everyone talk about this patent, I my first thought was that I've heard this one before. I feel like they've done this before. Uh, so yesterday I, I decided to go on Google and find out if they had done it before. And yes, they have done it before. Both for the DualShock 4 and the DualShock 3. Yeah. So, I mean, so the links that I put here, let me see if I can open it up. So yeah, we have the, one from The Verge so yeah. and one from Silicon Era. So the one from The Verge, this is from July 16, 2013. And the title says, Sony abandoned plans to measure gaming's, gamer sweat on the PS4 controllers. This is for the DualShock yeah. 4 and this new story is from 2013. Then here's another one from Silicon Era. Let me open it up. This is from November 1st, 2011. Sony patent reveals biometric PS3 controller and handheld. And later on in the story, it says that it it can detect your how moist your skin is, your heart rhythm, and the muscle movement. So this isn't new. Yeah, no, it's 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 not new. And I I think this really goes to show that a lot of times. Companies like Sony or Microsoft or all these gaming companies will oftentimes patent something yeah. just in case. Um, of like, hey, we have this idea, but we don't really know what to do with it yet. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people were like, oh, it'd be neat if maybe like could like measure your heart rate and it it could like display on your Twitch stream or. You know, if if it can sense that you're frustrated, it'll lighten the difficulty a small bit and stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, Um, it it would be a a neat novelty, but if you give me the option of having a DualShock 5 controller with or without it, I would much prefer it without it, since it would make it cheaper. But yeah, I just thought it was funny that this popped up again. For the third generation in a row. There you go. What's what's new is old. What's yeah. old is new. Yeah. Story repeats itself. That's there circle. you go. Uh, yeah, and I, I just, like, the first thing that came to mind was, like, well, what happens if I'm, like, underneath a blanket or, like, in in bed, 
like huddling un- un- underneath a hot blanket. Like, won't that mess up the sensors and make it feel like I'm more sweaty than I actually am? Yeah. Not that I want to be sweaty when I'm cuddling. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, imagine right? like sweat. It it isn't especially the way that they're doing it with this pattern. It isn't an exact science. Yeah. It, it it just it feels like something that wouldn't work, and I don't think this is going to be something that we see much of, yeah. if if at all. Mm-hmm. It's just them being like, hey, we had this idea this one time, and we happened to patent it back then, so we're just kind of updating and renewing the patent for our next generation controller. Yeah. All right. One more from IGN. Uh, this one says Square Enix won't be making next-gen exclusives for some time. Uh, this one is by Joe Scrabbles. And they write, Square Enix, which develops Final Fantasy and will publish Marvel's Avengers, made the announcement in in an in investor Q&A. President Yosuke Matsuda said the next generation consoles will have backward compatibility so we plan for the time being to make our new titles available to available for both current and next gen consoles it will therefore be somewhat farther down the road that we will release titles exclusively for the next generation consoles end quote what do you think of this one Mm, I mean, it it is to be expected if you compare it to the last generation. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's what happens when you move from one generation to another. Not not everyone will make the full jump from mm-hmm. one gen to another. I think a lot of developers will end up developing for both generations. But, yeah. I, I remember when the PS4 first came out because I played Black Flag. Mm-hmm. That's the one that every, that yeah. everyone refers to. To it's like, oh, if you could play this on the PS3, mm-hmm. or if you stick it in your PS4, it's ten dollars more. Yeah. Um, but I like I I remember that, and I remember kind of thinking that was a little strange. Like I I don't think I had seen that before or at least paid attention to that but sure i think now that we're getting into a time where yeah it doesn't necessarily matter if you upgrade to the latest and greatest right away mm-hmm. that it just it just it makes sense that we are going to see more things like this yeah where, you know microsoft is like we don't really care where you play as long as you play our games mm. right you can yep. be on an xbox you can be on a pc you can be on xbox one you can be on a series x it doesn't matter just play our games mm. yeah i mean it, it makes sense for third-party developers to keep developing for the older consoles since mm-hmm. say one or even two years from the beginning of the generation you will have what maybe 10 million 20 million in so base compared yeah. to the over 100 million consoles on the previous gen 
So it doesn't make sense for a third-party uh, developer to just fully commit to the next gen. It doesn't make sense for them to be to still develop games for the previous gen and hopefully for the right. next gen. And the only thing I hope is that that time in between where publishers or developers develop for both consoles, I hope it doesn't last that long because you do end up being kind of pulled back by the previous generation. And it yeah. isn't until we can finally let that one go that great things can happen. So I just hope this period doesn't last very long. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Are are you planning on getting a PS5 or one of these new Xboxes when they launch? Well, I mean, a, a PS5, yeah. An Xbox, I no, I doubt I'll, I'll get one for many yeah, years. You, you just got the 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 X, so that yeah. makes sense. So but, there, there isn't. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as soon I'm, as I can, I will get a PS5. Okay, that's the plan. I so I don't I, know when I that will be, on, but hopefully soon. I plan on getting an an Xbox Series X when that comes out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still not sold yet on the ps5 and you're more sold uh, on the x series x yeah and especially since i didn't get to partake in xbox this generation i feel like hey i can go replay the halo gig games i can replay the gears games like i i already feel like i have stuff to play on that one mm-hmm. whereas the playstation 5 it's like okay i know Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a sequel. I know Spider-Man is getting a sequel. Mm-hmm. I know God of War is getting a sequel. Yep. I don't know when those exactly are coming, and I don't really have much that I feel like I need or want to play from the really? PlayStation ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, like I, I feel like at least right away I'll hop on the Xbox hype train. And then maybe a couple months down the road, I'll get a PlayStation 5. Well, right now, if you go to a GameStop near you, you can get an Xbox One S all digital edition for $200. And that will... Microsoft came out saying that at least for two years, you will be able to play the newer games on that console. So, Yeah. And I I think that's a fantastic Mm -hmm. deal. I, if 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 that's what I settled for, though, of of like, hey, I I can get that right now. I feel like I can just do that on my PlayStation Four. Like I I can play most of the, of those games on my PlayStation Four. Like I I I want that next step up, especially since I don't have a PS Four Pro. Mm-hmm. I just have a base one, and I just got a four K TV. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I, I, I want that 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 like big next step, up. So yeah, I don't, I'm holding out yeah. for Series X. I don't know. I, I'll be a PS5 player as soon as I can. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, moving on. This is number six on our list. Uh, there has been more Horizon on PC evidence. Of course, we're talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. 
uh, which we just mentioned. And this is coming from Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central. They write, more and more evidence is slowly starting to build for Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC. A listing on Amazon France uh, that has been removed showed a PC version of the game directly published by Sony. While the listing has been pulled, you can see what it looked like in a tw- in a Twitter post from Nebelian. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I I I think I liked the tweet that Nebelian put up. Um, I I think Sony should definitely be doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it it just seems like this is actually going to happen mm-hmm. soon, it's like yeah, hell yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. I mean, in a way, it would be a big thing to see Sony published one of it their really exclusive games on a, a place other than their PS4 or PS5. But on the other hand, Horizon Zero Dawn is an old game. So mm-hmm. by this point, they might have gotten all they can from that game on their PS4. I'm bringing it to the PC this later on. It could yeah. see them get more sales. And also it helps promote their next horizon or even their their exactly. next console so exactly. it, in yeah, a way if, it makes sense for them to release it there if if someone hasn't played horizon zero dawn mm-hmm. and they pick it up when it comes out on pc and they play it and they're like man this is actually pretty good yeah and and then they see like oh horizon zero dawn 2 on playstation 5 yeah they're like, well, now I have to get me one of them PlayStation 5s. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So. Do you think that by Sony doing this, we will see more PS4 games on the PC? Yes, but I think it will be slow and few and far between. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think they're just going to start... Being like, and you get a PC game, and you get an Epic Store exclusive, and you get a Valve exclusive, and you know, it, it's 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 not going to be that, but it's going to be like, all right, here's this game, and then maybe some time down the road, be like, all right, here's another one. What do you guys think of this one? Mm. You know, um, but I think this also makes sense considering that Death Stranding is out on PC. Yeah. Um, is it out Horizon now? Zero. I think so. I don't think if no. not. It's gonna be out soon. Yeah. Um, but both Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding are running on the same engine, yeah. which is the engine that Gorilla made for PlayStation. Yeah, but Herman Holst, who used to be at Gorilla, is now the like head of Sony something something. Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 makes sense that like he's coming into power he has some 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 more sway to be like hey we made some really good games can 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 we like test the waters here see if we can put some stuff out Mm. no yeah i'm excited because that means those pc dorks out there (laughs) will have something besides TurboTax to to, 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 to play yeah so speaking of that i still have to do my taxes (laughs) I do all that stuff. 
It's no fun being an adult. I no. just want to play video games all day. Yeah. Okay, number seven. Platinum Games reveals Project GG. This is coming from Alessandro Barbosa at GameSpot. They write, Platinum Games has released the first teaser for Project GG, a new IP that will be the first game both developed and published by the independent studio. Uh, game, director, game director Hideki Kamiya revealed the new title in an interview with Famitsu, where he compared the ideas for it to Ultraman. Speaking of Ultraman, Marvel Comics just announced that they are coming out with a new Ultraman comic. Yeah. So, there you go. Check it out. Um, continuing on with this article, says the teaser trailer backs that up with a shot of an obscured hero with blue eyes facing off against a colossal kaiju in the downtown streets of unnamed Metropolis. I am oddly excited yeah. about this game. I've, I don't think I've played very many of Platinum's games, um, but I know recently they have been putting it out into the world that like, hey, we want to kind of start self-publishing yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I think this is one of the first ones that will be both developed and published by them, and that's like a hell yeah. Yeah, now that they you got, guys uh, go. They got uh, capital from Tencent. They are able mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah, but yeah, to me, I'm neither interested nor uninterested in this, just because we don't know anything about the game. Like right. What you read, that's all we know. Yeah. We didn't even the, know a genre of the, the thing, game. What the game the will thing be. for me is that, like, we just got that big swell of superhero movies and stuff. And I think that's just starting to make it to the geeky games market where it's like, oh, we have Spider Man on PS4. We're getting Marvel's Avengers, right? Like, we, we're starting to get that stuff, but we never really see kaiju games or at, at, at least ones that like make it into the mainstream and stuff right whereas something like this i think would be on a lot of people's radar mm. and that's kind of exciting yeah i don't know I, I will wait and see what the game actually looks like yeah we'll see we'll see how that turns out uh i do want to say i almost put this as a 7.1 um but I have it down in what is going to be a new section that I will talk about uh, once we get done with the main chunk of the news. But Platinum G Games also opened a new studio in Tokyo to develop live service games. So that's an interesting mm -hmm. piece of news that also happened this week. Uh, but let's see. Number eight. Konami Code creator has died, leaving behind a legacy spanning over three decades. This is coming from Taylor Lyles at The Verge, who writes, Kazuhisu, uh, excuse me, Kazuhisa Hashimoto, the programmer of the famous Konami Code, died this week at the age of 61. His code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start, 
has lived on for th for over three decades and continues to be a comical Easter egg in many games today. Hashimoto's former employer, Konami, released a statement today confirming his d -d 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 death and sending condolences to Hashimoto's family. We are saddened to hear about the passing of Kazuhisa Hashimoto, a deeply talented producer who first int introduced the world to the Konami code. Our thoughts are with Hashimoto-san's family and friends at this time. Rest in peace. Hmm. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, the Konami Code first appeared in 1986 in the NES port of Gradius, but it was popularized by the 1988 NES run-and-gun game Contra. Sometimes people also call it the Contra Code. Yeah. So, I actually have a sweatshirt that has this code. Yeah. On it says up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A start. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Sad news. Yeah, it's sad. And also sixty one. That's still so young. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but to move on a little bit from that, let's go to I guess kind of our number nine. I I didn't really put this down as an official story because it's not much of. An actual story. Yeah. But don't forget to get your PS Plus g g games or your games with gold uh, if you are on a PlayStation or on an Xbox, respectively. For PS Plus, coming out in March is Shadow of the Colossus as well as Sonic Forces. I'm actually super stoked because uh, I have never played Shadow of the Colossus. Really? I'm going to be picking up that one and yeah. playing that. It is a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you have games with gold, you will be getting Batman the Enemy Within, the complete season, mm -hmm. as well as Shantae, Half Genie Hero. Uh, and if you are still on an Xbox 360, for games with gold, you will be getting Castlevania Lords of Sorrow 2 and Sonic Generations. Mm. Oh, did, did, did I say so, Lords of Sorrow? Yeah. Oh, Lords of Shadow. Yeah. And wah, wah. Yeah, you can play this on your Xbox One as well. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting to see that PS Plus is getting Sonic Forces, one of the worst Sonic games, and <laughs> Xbox is getting Sonic Generations, one of the best Sonic games. That's funny. Yeah. They, I, I wonder because I know they. I don't think they've ever overlapped where you're getting the same game at the same time. Mm, yeah, maybe not at the same time, but eventually. I've yeah. noticed it happens like a month or two apart. Yeah. Of like, we'll get something, and it's like, oh, now Xbox gets it too. But yeah. I'm wondering if it was a thing that like xbox went to them first and they get they were like yeah we'll get sonic generations and then he's like all right well i i guess sonic forces yeah <laughs> so go pick up those games if you are a subscriber to any of those services mm -hmm. uh does not matter if you play it right away just go download it or 
put it in your library yeah. and then you can download it later on. Cool. So that's pretty much it for the news. Mm-hmm. However, I kind of wanted to start a new section. Okay. Um, something that we could do here. I basically just put this down as honorable mentions. These are news stories that happened this week that either I don't know much about or I, I, I don't feel like we'll have much to say on. So it's just like, hey, this stuff is happening. We haven't forgotten it. We just might not be the best horse to talk about it. But I have a uh, little five head headlines here. Number one, Bungie is getting rid of their paid loot boxes in Destiny 2's next season. Uh, so if you're a Destiny mm-hmm. player, be on the lookout for that. Number two, Chinese g- games company NetEase is now larger than Activision Blizzard and Electronic Arts in terms of game software and services revenue. This is actually a pretty big one. I just didn't know how to talk about it. Mm. Um, apparently, in 2019, their total revenue was $6.67 billion. Damn. Yeah, which is bigger than Activision Blizzard and bigger than Electronic Arts. Wild stuff. Uh, if you guys are fans of Pokemon, you guys might like number three here. OriginalStitch.com, who has a line of really nice Pokemon button-up shirts, uh, confirms they are adding 20 new designs based off the Johto Pokemon with the other 80 designs to be revealed later. Neat. Um, I don't know if you've checked these shirts out. Yeah, I've seen them. Ignacio, they're so cool. Yeah. They're expensive, <laughs> but they're so cool. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> Uh, and then number four, I kind of mentioned before, Platinum Giggy Games opens up a new studio in Tokyo to develop live service games. Uh, and last but not least, GOG, good old Giggy Games, uh, has changed their refund policy to let users fully refund a game within 30 days of purchase, e- even if it has been downloaded, launched, and played. Their previous policy has allowed for users to return a game if it had technical issues. Hmm. Interesting stuff yeah. there. Not many people are, or at least not many developers are really happy with that change of policy. It's like, yeah. just beat the game. <laughs> yeah. And return it. Which they, they, they have some language in their policy apparently that's like, hey, don't be that guy, right? Don't don't be that guy. don't don't do that. No one likes that. No one likes that person. But that's I don't know. That's that's putting a lot of trust in yeah. people, which I know is kind of the idea behind the policy change. It's like, hey, we want to empower the consumer. We want to be consumer f- f- friendly. Mm-hmm. But that might just be a little bit too much friendliness yeah you know who knows uh ignacio yeah what are you going to be up to this next week what are you looking forward to playing uh finishing halo and then seeing what i play next i still don't know you could almost knock it out tonight yeah 
I could. But who knows? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I could. Yeah. But I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, there you go. I mean, it, some some sometimes it's good to put some space in between the games, it's, it's, especially if you are looking to be like, hey, I, I want to do all of the Master Chief collection. Mm-hmm. No, just you, you, you gave yourself some some time to space it out. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I am looking forward to more Blood Roots. I've only played through Act One, so I am still just getting started with that game. I'm looking forward to playing that and more of Final Fantasy VII. Maybe a little more of Assassin's Creed. We'll see. Yeah. See what happens. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Ignacio. Yeah, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O R O J S B. That's my name and last name. Uh, yeah, give me a follow, please. There you go. Good stuff. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. You guys want to stay up to date with this show or any of our other podcasts? Uh, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter, so you guys can go follow us there. I mentioned their website, their Patreon. Go like, share, sub- subscribe. We are almost at sixty subscribers on YouTube. So if you guys could help us out and bump us up above sixty, that would be amazing. Cool, um, you can absolutely out. use the follow. Uh, we. At the moment, don't do crossplay as a video podcast. It's still up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But the review show, the captain's log, and the reactor core are all video shows. Uh, I think recently we've had some technical hiccups here and there. So be mindful of that. But most of the time, we're good to go. We're up there on the on the YouTubes. So you guys can get that stuff there. Um, I think that's about it, though. Yeah. For us this week. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back next week. I believe we are going to have a guest Ooh. next week. So be excited for that. Um, but until then, we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.